victory? Do I have people who know that they already have the victory in this house? If, if there's anything that we've learned throughout this month from all the many teachings, it's not a matter of I want the victory. It's a matter of I have the victory. Tell your neighbor, it's not a matter of I want the victory. It's a matter of I already have the victory. If you believe that, just celebrate Jesus one more time. Now, you know, as much as we say these things and as much as they are true, I know that there are still some people who struggle with the concept. Like, how can you say I already have the victory when I can't see it? How can you tell me that I have the victory when it seems like the whole world is on my shoulders, everything is going wrong, and you are telling me that I have the victory? But picture this. If a pregnant woman were here and she came and sat on the floor, I started crying. And we went to meet her and said, Ah, madam, what's the matter? Say, I want a baby. I want a baby. You people need to help me. I want a baby. And you're looking at her and say, Ah, madam, you're almost nine months pregnant. You have a baby. And she says, No, I can't see it. But I can't see it. If I have a baby, I should be able to see it. I should be able to hold it. Don't tell me that I have a baby. I want a baby. What will you tell that person? See, you already have a baby. That, there's, not, there's nothing we can do. Praise God. The truth is, whether you can see it or not, you have the victory. And I know that sometimes it's difficult when people around you are getting testimonies. People are in the midst of this pandemic. Some people are saying, ah, it's now I got the best job. It's now that, I, in fact, my tear of our car is, so I just brought it. I came, you know, I, I want um, Pastor Jethro to, to bless it. My house is done. And you, you're just wondering, wait till. I come, this life come, feels so book up. <laughs> Am I not among what's happening? But I've never seen a pregnant woman who is upset when another pregnant woman gives birth. We don't do it. Mothers in the house, you understand. When, are not, when two of you are going for antenatal, then you go the next day and they say, ah, this person is not around though she gave birth. Ah, you're like, okweo. And she gave birth safely. Ah, okweo. I'm next. Abby. That's the feeling that you have. It's not a feeling of anger. It's not a feeling of jealousy. It's not a feeling of resentment. Because you know that you too, you have your own. And when she gave birth to her baby, it did not collect the one inside my tummy. So when somebody has a testimony, what you should do is thank God. See, eh? I'm going to use the analogy of a pregnant woman often, so just follow me. So, assuming you are pregnant and you are looking for where to go for antenatal, you are looking for where uh, a hospital to go and deliver, and you come to a hospital and you say, "Ah, I want to do my antenatal here," they say, ah, "Okay, welcome, ma. Take a card." You know, just out of curiosity, oh, please, has anybody ever, you know, safely delivered in this hospital? They say, "Ah, no. We are believing that you will be the first." Ah. <laughs> Shall you remove your shoe? Put it under your armpit and start running. But when you enter a hospital and say, ah, 
since we've been here for about, you know, 23, 24 years, we've had several deliveries. In fact, none of them, no, not one of them has failed. Every person who has come into this house has given birth and given birth successfully and they all have their babies. What will you do? Say, give me two cards. Let me register for myself and for myself. So when you are in a house like this, where the covenant is, hey, as David never, never, never lost a battle. And you hear people having testimonies. You hear people getting jobs. You hear people are bringing out new cars. You hear people are getting promotions. You hear people are opening new businesses, even in the midst of a pandemic. What do you say? You say, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. Because I know that if it's happening for this person, it can happen for me. Praise God. So the next time you hear a testimony in this house, hey, I want you to jubilate like it is you. I want you to dance. I want you to praise God for that person. Because it is only a matter of time. Hey, hey. See, some people give birth at 27 weeks. Some people give birth at 32 weeks. Some people give birth at 36, 38. Some people even give birth at 42 weeks. But last, last. Hey. Last, last. All of us will have our victories. If you believe that, I want you to raise your voice to God this morning. Hallelujah. It's only a matter of time, guys. So if a pregnant woman, like I said, is wailing and she's crying and she's saying, I want a baby. You say, all you have to do is give birth. Because it's already inside of you. All you have to do is birth your victory. So that's what I'm here to talk about this morning. Birthing your victory. So, um... I remember when I was in, when I was pregnant with my first son, you know, um, usually in my family, when um, anyone is pregnant, my mom doesn't like you to call her and say you're in labor. She doesn't want to worry. She doesn't want to be stressed. So she said, just call me and say, ah, baby has come and I will come to the hospital. So it's kind of a tradition, you know, and so when my elder sisters gave birth, they didn't you know, call her to say, oh, I'm labor. They didn't call me either. I don't know if they called other people. Maybe they just felt last born. Don't worry. When baby comes, we'll call you. So, you know, I told my husband, I said, ah, you know, when I'm in labor, there's no need to call anybody. You know, once the baby's come, when, once the baby comes, we'll just call them and say, ah, baby has come, so they'll come to the hospital to see us. I was like, ah, okay, no, well, now if that's how you want it. So, you know, it's easy to say, let's bet our victory. But you enter labor now. Abby, someone wants to give birth. Ah, you enter labor. There's no other way. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, that it was early hours of the morning. You know, I started feeling some contractions. So I said, ah, I think baby's coming. He said, okay. So we packed our things. We got to the hospital. You know, my husband went to the reception. said, ah, my, my, my wife is in labor. And, if, and the nurse looked. said, eh. okay, sit down. What's her card? What? I saw his face like, ah, ah. I thought he was saying code red, code red. I thought we will out. <laughs> but you know, because I already had a medical background. Don't worry. They are, don't worry. They're handling it. It's fine. They understand. And so, you know, he was like, Are you guys, you guys should hurry up. And then I said, Baby's her first baby. Calm down. It's not, she's not yet in labor. So I said, Hey, you don't. She said, uh, When she's in labor, you will know. <laughs> 
So they took me to normal world, you know, normal room and everything. They checked, said, okay, about, I think it was three or four cents, I can't remember. Dilated, they said, okay, they will come back and check when the contractions are stronger. So at some point, you know, I started really squeezing my face. My husband called them, they, tell me. they came, sir. <laughs> when she's in labor, you will know. <laughs> they left. And then, true, true. When I was in labor, I knew. <laughs> I knew that we have been playing since. So they finally came, they rushed, they wheeled me to the labor ward. And then, you know, I started screaming. See, eh? If anybody that knows me knows that I don't do well with pain. You know, some people have high threshold, some people have low pain threshold. Me. I have no, no pain threshold. Ah, so when I started my drama, my husband said, which kind don't call them when you're in labor? It's not only me and you that will see this. <laughs> so he ran out and carried his phone. Probably would have called Pastor Embo when Suleri and she was in Amu. He felt like, ah, before she would get here, hey. So he called my older sister. She was working in Suleri at the time. She was working in the bank in Suleri. So he called her and said, ah, Omo, your sister is in labor. I can't do this thing by myself, oh. And she told, she was head of operations at that time. She told all of them, she said, see, work is over. My baby sister is in labor. She carried her bag and came. And when she came, you know, at first I didn't even know my husband had called anybody. So I, I was inside the labor ward and I started hearing somebody shouting outside. What do you mean I cannot go inside? What do you mean? My sister is inside there. I said, open this door. You should be more interested in your, I said, that's my sister's voice. You should be more interested in your patient's comfort. What rubbish? Something. So, I told my husband, I said, the person you call, because I know you call somebody. She's here, call me that. So, he went outside and he said, okay, they could only allow one person at a time. So, my husband went outside. Later, I heard he went to sleep. We quarreled that one later. But, <laughs> let's move on. So, my sister came in. And when she came in, I was a mess. Ah, I was a mess. I was crying. I was screaming. I was complaining. I was sweating. I said, in fact, oh, who sent me, Lord? Who sent me? Who sent me? Oh, what kind of thing is this? Oh, no. Hey, in fact, hey, never, never, never again. This is... And when she entered, she came to me. And she told me three things that I absolutely believe saved my life and my baby's life that day. And those are the three things that I want to share with you this morning. So the first thing she did, she came in, she saw me, I was sweating, I was crying. I'm, I'm not doing it again. Hey, God. She said, you see all this energy you're wasting? Eh? You're going to keep quiet, and you're going to save this energy, and you're going to rechannel it towards actually pushing your baby. So the first thing that she told me that day was rechannel your energy. So all the, you see, um, Give me Proverbs 18.21. DJ, Proverbs 18.21. said there is power. Okay, so death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its its fruit. So it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. All the while, there was power in my tongue, but I was misusing it. I was complaining. I was shouting. I was borderline cursing. I was everything but doing what I was supposed to do. Can you show me Philippians 4, 6-7? So I know that you might not yet see, your, or you cannot yet see that victory. 
says, but all the complaining that you're doing, take that energy, that spiritual energy that you are misusing, and rechannel it towards prayer. Stop complaining. Start praying. It says, be anxious for nothing. So all that worrying is misplaced spiritual energy. What is worry? Worry is thinking on a problem. Take that thinking, eh? And start thinking on God's word, which is meditation. So you stop complaining, you start praying. You stop worrying, you start meditating. Instead of thinking, hey, this problem is bigger than me. Hey, my boss wants to finish me. You should be meditating on the word that says the, the, the heart of a king is in God's hand and he will turn it anyway. So my boss, his heart is in God's hand and he can turn it anyway for me. The, the, the worry and the complaints are going to do anything for you. But the prayer and the meditation will. The problem with worry and complaints is that it leaves you exhausted. So that when it's time to now pray, no energy. When it's time to meditate, no energy. Because you wasted it all on what you were not supposed to be doing. So we channel your energies, guys. Stop complaining. You see, sometimes nobody else has to hear that problem except God. Sometimes. It's not every problem that the human being cannot help you. Hey, they cannot. So all those, hey, if you know what I'm going through. If they know what you're going through, they can't still do jack. So what's the point? All those tears, save that energy, channel it into praise. Ha ha. Says he inhabits the praise of his people. So rechannel your energies. Then when I kept quiet, because she said, she said, keep quiet. All of this noise you're making is not going to help you. And then she said, give me your hand. And then she held my hand. And she said, when the pain comes, she said, hold on tight. Squeeze my hand. Don't let go. Hold on tight. That's the second thing I'm here to tell you. When it gets hard, hold on to God. Hold him tight. Hold him tight. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Hold on. He says, fear not, for I am with you. Okay. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God says, I will strengthen thee. Can you give me NLT? Please, sorry, I'm an NLT person. This KJV is not quite working. says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with what? My victorious right hand. Isn't that all we're talking about here? Say, God has given you his hand. He said, I will hold you. When it gets tough, when you're afraid... See, sometimes, you know, because when they come and they say, oh, give your life to Christ. You know, when somebody's preaching to you and they tell you, ah, once you give your life to Christ, everything is going to be awesome. You know, you just victory everywhere. You know all that. But sometimes we forget to tell them that there's no victory without a battle. That there's no testimony without a test. That there's no overcoming without a challenge. So when they see the, the, the challenge or the test or the battles, they say, ah, this is not what I signed up for. Their first instinct is to run the other way. No. He said, don't be afraid because you will have scary situations. Say there will be a pandemic. It will be scary, but don't be afraid. He says, don't be discouraged. 
The government will close down your business. Things will happen. That will not, you actually make you discouraged. Don't be, you know why? Because I'm holding you. Because I'm holding you. Sometimes God will take away the pain. Other times, like my sister, he will hold your hand through it all. He says he will never leave you or forsake you. So in hard times, don't run the other way. Don't, there's a pandemic, hold on. Don't leave church. Don't leave God. Don't join social media talking rubbish. He's the only, see, when the chips are down, eh? When it gets down to business, God is the only thing that you have. Forget all these things. All these people that are hailing you. You put on controversial posts. They say, yes, finally, somebody is speaking. <laughs> Auntie, somebody has already spoken. Keep quiet. Hold the one that they've already spoken. What are you saying? All you need is what has already been spoken. Hold on. Hold, don't let go. Ah, that day I held on like my life depended on it. Every time I felt a contraction, I squeezed hard. Ah, because I knew that that was the only way. So squeeze hard in place of prayer. Spend more time with God. Hold on now like never before. Can you give me verse 13 of that scripture? 41, um, Isaiah 41, 13. It says, for I hold you by your right hand. It says, I the Lord your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. What else are you looking for? What else are you looking for that is not in this God? Any victory that you want to have, this is it. Hold on. So the first thing she said, we channel your energies. The second thing she said, hold. So we channel your energies, hold on to God for everything. Hold on to God for comfort. Hold on to God for safety. Ah, they say the name of the Lord is like a strong tower. Ah, says the righteous running and what? They are safe. There's nowhere else to go that gives you this guarantee. Says hold on, hold on for direction. When people are running helter-skelter, you hold on to his hand and he's leading you. And they say, why are you going that way? You say, because the Lord my God said it's this way. That's the way he's taking me. Even if I can't see ahead of me, even if I can see ahead of me and it doesn't look like what I want, he said, come with me. He's holding my hand. I won't let go and run after people who don't know what they're doing. So the first two things, we channel your energy. The second thing, hold on to God. Then when it was time, she said, now, did she? Push. Ah. She said, push like your life depends on it. The victory is yours. But you have to put in some work. You have to push. Imagine that David came before Goliath. And he was saying, who is this Philistine? The Lord has given you into my hand this day. And da, 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 da. And he talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. Then he now stood. And he said, what are you doing? So I'm waiting for him to fall down now. Uh-uh. He said, ah, the Lord has said, give it to my hand. I will cut off his head. And I will something. Then he stand. He said, ah, bros, what are we waiting for? He said, ah, he will fall down. God gave David the victory that day, but David threw the stone. 
David threw the stone. See, guys, you had the victory, but you're not going to fold your hands and sit down and be looking. You need to push so many, and, and that's why it looks like, oh, all these unbelievers, they are, they are prospering, they are this, they are that. They're not sitting down like you now. Because you're for me, I have grace, I have victory, no need to do anything. Ah, uh, hey, ah. Hey, uh. She said, push. Ah, so get to work. You don't have that dream job yet. Keep putting out that CV. Your business isn't where you want it to be. Keep marketing. Keep thinking of ways to make it better. Keep pushing. Don't rest. Keep thinking of ideas. The person who did um, the, the welcome said, you are of God. God is not lazy. God is creative. So if you're not, if you're, if you're, if you are too laid back, you are too lazy, allowing people, everybody, eh, they should give me now. You don't then, see, nobody's here to give you jack. Nobody's here to give you jack. So keep pushing. Keep working. Take that course. Take that, start, start, start out that idea that God has given you that you've been postponing over and over every year. He will say, do this one. He's saying, God, you know that eh, this year, somehow. He will say, oh yeah, next year, do this. I, I got this corona. I don't know what he will say next year. After a while, you two will be tired. He will leave you and there are plenty of people who raise stones to do it. So step out like there's no hindrance. And so she said, push. And I pushed the first time, nothing happened. And I pushed the second time, nothing happened. And one nurse that was there said, what are you doing now? Ah, ah, is this your first? Do this thing well, let's leave here now. What are you doing? And she looked at me, she said, don't listen. Let me say the way she said it. She said, see, forget this winch. <laughs> Forgive me, that's how we're talking, our family. <laughs> she said, forget this winch. See, do it and they tell you. Push. See, I'm here to tell you, eh? All those people that say you can't do it. All those that say, what's this one doing? When you were trying, you tried the first time. It didn't work. So I said, I better go sit down. See, eh? Forget that winch. <laughs> Face what you are doing. As long as you have God with you. And he has told you that this is the thing that you should do. Eh? Be doing it. The way you know how. Let him be helping you. That same person. After I gave birth, she came to the room. Hey, this is your baby. Fine. No. <laughs> I didn't forget though. <laughs> so don't listen to the noise around you. Don't listen to the noise. Face what you are doing. Hey, there will always be noisemakers. There will always be those people. You know those people, those ones that devil sent personally to come and be whispering rubbish in your ear. Ah, forget that orange. Praise God. So push. And so after I pushed and nothing happened, I told her, I said, I'm tired. Ah, I said, I'm tired. See, I'm tired. She said, I know you're tired, but you're not done. You know how I know you're not done? Because we can't see the baby. See, I know you're tired. I know you've pushed. I know you've tried, but you're not done. If the victory isn't here, my brother, my sister, you are not done. You are not done. She said, DJ, you are not done. Ah, 
Don't be tired. Say, look at me. Push. And I pushed one more time. Hmm. And I pushed one more time. And that baby came out. And when it came out, it was as if women who have given birth in this house, you understand, was as if they poured cold water on my body. All the pain, all the stress, all the, the, the challenges, everything that I had gone through disappeared. The only thing that I could see was my son. So this morning, I'm just here to encourage you. I don't know what that thing is. I don't know what that challenge is. I don't know what people around you are saying. I don't know what it looks like you've been battling with since the beginning of this year. Ha! Let me announce to you, September is the ninth month. So if you don't have your victory yet, consider this your EDD. Consider this your expected date of delivery. It is time. It is time. It is time. So you are going to rechannel your energies. You are going to say from today, no more complaining. From today, no more worry. From today, I'm done wasting my spiritual powers and spiritual energies. I'm going to rechannel it to what I know will work. Hey, as I enter labor in this ninth month, as I am set to birth my victory, hey, open your mouth and begin to pray for yourself. Father, I receive grace to rechannel my energies. I receive grace to do that which will help me birth this victory. No more wasting my time. No more wasting my emotions. No more wasting my energies. I'm done. Hey, and Father, as I enter into my labor to burst my victory, I'm going to hold on. Hi, I hold on to you like I have nothing else because I have nothing else. I hold on to you. Hey, you said when I'm heavy laden, I should come to you and I should drop my burden at your feet. Father, I drop it at your feet this morning. I hold on like my life depends on it. I'm not going anywhere. I don't know. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not going anywhere. I am staying with you because I know that you never leave nor forsake me. Hey, they're so tired. Are you praying for yourself this morning? Are you getting set to bash your victory? Hey, Kadoshata. Father, I receive strength to push. I receive strength to push. Hey, I know that I've been pushing, but I haven't seen my victory, so I am not done. I'm not done. Hey, my 20 things are not yet complete. So I know that I'm not done. I may be tired, but I'm not done. Oh, I will keep putting out that CV. I will keep working that business. I will keep pleading my boss in the office. I will keep doing everything that I know to do. Hey, because I know that you have given me the victory, but I will throw the stone. Father, I give you praise. I thank you, Lord, because it is time. It is time for all of us who haven't seen all of our victories. Oh, we are ready because it is time. Thank you, Father. 
Because everything that you say you do, there is nothing that you say that is a lie. Once you have said that all things are ready, I know that that is the truth. And I stand on it like never before. Thank you, Father, because my testimonies are sure. For in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.